about two hours in, um, we kind of decided this was going to be a two-parter. And luckily enough, right around the hour mark, uh, it actually worked out fairly well, where we have a nice split. Uh, conversation kind of ended, another one kind of rose up. Flawless for the split and what I was trying to do. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, this is going to be a two-parter. It's going to be the first time I've ever done a two-parter um, in regards to full episodes. So I hope you enjoy. Uh, this is a fun one, to say the least. It's all over the place. Uh, typical Zach Pack fashion, and I think it's some of the best work we've actually come down to record on Zach Pack in a long time. As stated in the episode, I don't know which half it was, uh, since I took that little two-week hiatus, I feel like everything we've been doing is some top-quality shit, so I hope you enjoy. Uh, without further ado, the normal podcast is going to start, um, and I'll do an outro of some sort right now, so hope you enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of the Zach Pack Podcast. My name is Zach. Like Pack. That's how you spell it. No? Oh. <laughs> B-A-C-K-B-A-C-K. Yes. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> and with me, I have two guests today. Uh, we got a picture taken of me. Paparazzi. 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 Do you guys want me to introduce or do you want to introduce yourselves? Me? Okay. Well, Alex is here once again. She's always here. His amazing wife. There you go. That's okay. how you're supposed to introduce me. You say you're always here because you're always in my heart. Yeah. The love of my life. The love of my life. The apple to my pie. I don't eat apple pie, though. Damn it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you sriracha don't. to my eggs. <laughs> yeah, yes. The sriracha Jalapenos to, to your eggs. Jalapenos <laughs> to my eggs because you're spicy. <laughs> <laughs> And then we got cousin-in-law. Is that a term? Yeah. It's going to be a term. I was actually just thinking about that. Because yeah. in Spanish, you just say primo or prima, like yeah. even if it's it, married. It wouldn't be anything, right? It's just, just cousins. Cousin. Denise, how are you? Hi. Do Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Do my... Hey, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you guys doing today? We've been like talking for... We've been chilling for a little bit. So yeah. doing pretty good. We sure have. That's why it's like, what were we going to talk about again? Because we had nice. a general plan, and then Calm we went day. all over the place. We've done like four or five podcasts already. <laughs> Genuinely, we probably have, yeah, which is wild. We like to but chat. Yeah, when you, when you get to the cheese, man, and you get to the... If it's one thing I'm going to do, is chat. <laughs> <laughs> so originally, this, this podcast was brought together by... Uh, a series of Snapchats? Yeah, it was a series of Snapchats, and it was, it was something where it was like, I'll watch... An accent movie. It was Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> so we can talk about it. And then I never watched it. So here we are. But. Um, I don't think you're going to get away with not watching it, though. Well, I've watched enough scenes. Uh, so Only in, like, the important ones. Well, not really. There's, like, the whole movie's, like, amazing. But, so like, specific, like, clips that I point out to you because I just find it, like, so romantic. Yeah, and I'm just like, okay. I'm like, look at it. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, example would be. I have absorbed so much Star Wars over the years without seeing, quote-unquote, the original movie that when I saw the original movie when Alex and I watched it together at, like, beginning of quarantine, I knew every scene in that movie. 
Well, you hadn't watched Star Wars before. See, sí. mm-hmm. and he's such a bigger nerd than me, which that like you're like a covert me. nerd. I guess because I didn't watch Lord of the Rings, I didn't watch Star Wars, which we talked about earlier. We were talking about that. That yeah. I, I thought that you'd be all about it. I'd be better person to watch Lord of the Rings, um, mm-hmm. and I do like it, and I like D and D, which is based off of Lord of the Rings. I can't get is it. D&D. Yeah, so the original creator, like, there are some things that like line up perfectly and some things that had to be changed due to mm. copyright and stuff, but they pretty much go hand in hand. That's pretty cool. I, d- I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. Um, old school D&D, uh, Lord of the Rings, they just kind of went hand in hand, like the the whole elves and dwarves mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and I know, I feel if we were to actually sit and watch Lord of the Rings, I would know majority of those scenes too. What is that like by osmosis? You just kind of pick yeah, up information? Yeah, like example would be the Family Guy Star Wars episode. <laughs> um, the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars episode, like you absorb those scenes in like parody formats, and Wait, then you go back to and be like, like, "Let me tell you, you what to do on your podcast." Mm-hmm. But if you had to, like, in a minute, give a summary of what Lord of the Rings is about, do you think you could? Oh yeah, because I've seen Clerks too. Have you seen Clerks? Yes. Too? Yeah, that's, <laughs> I have. That, that scene just dictates <laughs> the whole thing. Well, at the end, there isn't a nerd that throws up. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, I just I love it. Like, is it's Randall, and he's just like. I'm gonna go ahead and go through the three movies. You guys can't see. <laughs> you what can't. I'm doing. You can't imagine it. But essentially, what happens picks, is that he walks from one end to the yeah. counter to the other end, throws it, and then throws it. And he goes, <laughs> and then walks back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate you for there, that. <laughs> there's. <laughs> we yeah. actually um, there's this guy on TikTok who I've been uh, watching some of his content, and he's actually going through like deep lore about Lord of the Rings. And somebody asked him, like, how do you know all of this? Mm-hmm. It's like, I read the books <laughs> and I watched the movies. But I've watched those movies so many times and I couldn't even possibly tell you what is, what's going on. I feel... It's a lot. So much media nowadays is kind of dictated based on, like, if you want to dig deeper, you can, but we don't have enough time for it. Mm-hmm. Which is why with Marvel... If they want to flesh out a character more, they're going to give them a TV show. Because that TV show, you're going to have eight to ten hours yeah. versus a three-hour movie. Well, two-hour movie if it's like a standalone whatever. And example would be Dark Souls. Like the, the new game that just came out was Elden Ring. I don't know if you've seen it on TikTok or pop-up or whatever. Gaming is an area of like nerdist geekiness that I've never gotten into. That's, that's what got me into being like a nerd like this, uh-huh. I guess. Um, but... Those games, you kind of go through them and you can miss so many things, but people gather information and like put it on wikis and mm-hmm. you can go through and understand why this boss is the way they are, but in right. the game you just beat the fuck out of the boss. Context. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like media now is just kind of like deep dive if you want, but general stuff isn't going to be super lore heavy. That's what we were off mic. We were talking about watching the new Batman movie and yes. I, I shared with you that I didn't know research on it like i didn't even know who was in it other than the main characters Mm -hmm. and that's definitely not my vibe obviously alex was there for the introduction of my (laughs) of my unbearable like obnoxious (laughs) nerdiness ever (laughs) since i was a little kid but it's really fun because i think we've been oversaturated with way too much information yeah i don't need to know every single detail it's fun just to go watch a movie and then watch that movie and then be done with that movie that's not something that we don't consume things like that anymore. No, everyone has to deep dive and every YouTube channel has 10 things you missed about 
even the Batman, I guarantee yeah. you that someone done Easter egg dives Explaining and stuff. Explaining what this thing means. And yeah. Well, you may have missed that this license plate that's blurred out over here, if you enhance it like they do in CSI Miami, you can see that this is the Detective Comics 133, which was the introduction <laughs> of, and that's how deep they go with it. Like, I recently saw a clip about like the license plates on, what is it, um, Toy Story? Because I guess they were almost going to lose the, the whole movie because one of the computers, I don't know exactly what happened, but like it deleted it and it was written on one of the license plates in the movie. And that was like the exact same. I'm probably like messing this up, but <laughs> like it was the name of the computer that like almost caused them to lose this entire film. Oh, that's kind of cool. Because I, I know the there. story behind it is someone went on maternity leave and had a secondary copy of the movie because mm, so she yes, could work yes. on the movie while she was on maternity leave. And the original got deleted and her copy is what the movie came to be. Yes. So I don't, I didn't know they about put the license the, plate. Yeah, it's in there in the movie. See, and that's something you wouldn't know unless Easter you were. eggs. Yeah. Uh, that actually... I don't know. Are you watching all of like the Marvel shows? Um, WandaVision. We um, saw WandaVision. I haven't seen Hawkeye. No, Hawkeye. we need to watch that. For the, it was for really the good. recent ones, Hawkeye. And so, um, Hawkeye was really good. Which one was the one with um, the Winter Soldier and Captain America? Falcon and the Falcon Winter and Soldier. The Winter Soldier. Um, a lot of people were super hyped about it. And because they were expecting all these things to go on through it, I remember. Th- everybody like the consensus was that it wasn't good and like Mm. this is a really good show about like race in america currently and instead we're talking about how this wasn't set up or i was expecting this because of what happened in wandavision and what i'm expecting to happen three years down the road it's like why can't we just watch this show that's really good because now we have to think about like all the other moves and the behind the scenes things that are going on it's true and they everyone wants everything to line up and into each other but I think Falcon the Winter Soldier, the further along we get in the Marvel Universe, the more we see the impact it has. Mm-hmm. Captain America's not there. The government hands it off to someone else who shouldn't have it. And I think I'm even on podcast saying, like, I fully didn't understand the whole racial mm-hmm. stuff with it because obviously I'm a white male. But the fight scenes were top tier. It's just everything else didn't hit home with me. Yeah. And if you look at the general audience of it, it's probably not going to hit home for a lot of people it will though i think it did i think it's just that um whenever there is something quote unquote new Mm -hmm. people want to push back on it because uh you feel alienated or you feel like this thing that historically you think is for you which it's not but you think it is is now somehow being taken away and again it's like go outside touch some grass Remember, you're an adult, <laughs> and that a lot of this programming is meant for children. Yeah. And so it's definitely not meant for you. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't think I agree, but I know what you're saying. Uh, I think nerdy, like, comic book culture has been geared uh, to white little boys. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that only like, white little boys consume it. It's just that that's who the target audience has been yeah. forever. But... I grew up as a brown little girl and I watched all of that and you know that's all we did and mm-hmm. <laughs> now we're actually seeing people who are like us get into positions to create that work and yes. gear it towards the rest of the people who were still consuming that but weren't the target audience and now everyone's like oh well what about me and it's like well Brad you have <laughs> all of history that's for you that's the most perfect name to, do what you, to say what you're describing to Bradley, Brad. Bradley. Um, 
go outside and touch some grass. It'll be okay. <laughs> Deep breath. Is that a whole thing too? Because I've seen that a lot. Just touch grass, go outside, touch mm-hmm. grass. Um, it's like that chronically online thing, which I, I am as well. I, I grew up with it, but also you have to, um, like right now there's this, um, this singer called Amanda Palmer who has been in a band and is a very popular person for more than 20 years. Mm-hmm. And she did a cover of um, Pressure from um, Encanto. And everybody um. on TikTok is mad as hell at her. And I think there is some validity to the anger, but it's just kind of like you are mad about something that you don't have all the context for. And I'm all for like calling people out for doing bad things or yeah. doing things they shouldn't be doing. But it, it is a classic like you don't have all of the information and you are creating opinions that are valid. You can have them, but maybe just like take into consideration the larger context of things mm-hmm. and you'll see that maybe you need more information than what you have presented I to you on TikTok. I need to listen to it. I didn't even know that was a thing. You probably, um, I used to listen to her all the time. So you what probably was, will what remember. What was her name? Amanda Palmer. She was in a band called Dresden Dolls. Doesn't ring a bell. I don't know much on that situation, but I do see, I, we were talking about Reddit beforehand. Mm-hmm. I see stuff pop up on Reddit all the time where Redditors are wrong. And I don't yeah. know what subreddit is for it, but it'll pop up and it'll be like, um, people are giving uh, your, oh no, what's the term? Stealing culture, cultural appropriation. Cultural appropriation. There we go. Um, you're doing this, you're wearing Japanese, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the girl's like, hey, I've been here my whole life. Here's my Japanese passport, even though I don't need to prove it to you guys. So sometimes overstepping does become an issue like that. Um, And as you said, you know, Marvel for the longest period of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lily over here. Tippy taps. Tippy taps. (laughs) Um, You know, movies that have pushed envelopes have gotten review bombed for no reason. Oh, yeah. Like your um, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Black Panther. um, What else? Recently, oh, promising young woman. I don't know if you saw that. Oh my gosh, yes, no. that was. What was that? Um, Carrie Mulligan, who I'm not sure who what she would have. She was in Pride and Prejudice, actually. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Pride and Prejudice. Back to the roots. Um, which I think we went on the like the world's longest tangent, which is originally what caused this particular podcast episode is talking about Pride and Prejudice, but. <laughs> um. That movie was really talking about like rape culture and the way that um, that women and people who are victims of sexual assault are perceived. Oh, we got the other dog now. Did she come? Here, give us one. Second. All right, and we're back. The puppies were a little wild. I gotta take a puppy break. Yeah, it's a good time to say thank you to. Uh, I don't know if I know. But him. I'm just showing him who Carrie Mulligan is. I'm trying to think of what she's in a lot of like period films and. Here, I'll show you. <clears throat> According to my research, um, she's promising young. Lo- oh, she was in The Great Gatsby. Yeah. An education. That's a really good movie too. Pride and Prejudice. Oh, Suff- Suffragette. Good movie too. See, I don't, I don't know that. It's a lot of period films. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Brothers. That one's a messed up movie, but good. <laughs> a Christmas Carol. There are so many versions of A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't help. 
<laughs> well, I was just bringing up that particular movie because I know that it got a lot of negative information because it, it is, I guess you can call it vin- vigilante justice. You can call it um, a term I hate, which is like social justice warriors or like people who are staunchly against feminism. Um, but that's not necessarily what that movie is about. It's about uh, shining a light on the way that uh, police and different systems treat people who are victims of these kinds of crimes mm-hmm. that because they're crimes typically against women or people of color um, are not taken seriously and cause a lot more violence against women. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Redditors were going crazy. Rotten Tomatoes had like the worst reviews for it because sometimes you don't like a mirror being put up to you, you know? Yeah. You don't like what you see, well. I feel like review bombing and like the bigger the population is going to get, the more it's just going to happen because more people are going to have the same collective thoughts or like we said earlier, follow the trend of the public and just kind of go forward with everything um, because other people are doing it. I'm going to do it type thing. Um, Yeah. I mean, things on surface level, like I forget what, just to bring it back to kind of somewhat what I know, because I don't know too much, but like Captain Marvel, Mm -hmm. like they review bombed it just because, the actress had like a feminist comment beforehand or something like that. I don't know exactly. Um, really? I didn't know about that. Yeah. They re- they review bombed it before the movie even came out. Mm-hmm. They, they're like, oh, this is a horrible movie. This actress being here is going to make it horrible. Um, well, they also didn't like the fact that she was very muscular and very strong. Like there was that video of her pulling a Jeep uphill. Oh. <laughs> and... Yeah, that's not the fantasy. See, fuck that. I like it. What's uh, th- wasn't there a character in in can- I don't know what the Encanto. Is. Yeah, Encanto. Yes. Yeah. Where so that, that's that same song. She's just like, whoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like fuck that. Who cares? Hell yeah. I want to look like that. I saw <laughs> something fuck? about how originally Disney didn't want her to have muscles. Yeah, there was something like that, and then they had to fight for it, mm-hmm. and now she's the most popular character amongst younger girls. Yeah, I saw that they, they didn't fantastic. do any kind Louisa? of like right. merchandise for her, any kind of dolls. And that's the one that everybody wants, so they're scrambling. But it takes years to develop that kind of yeah. uh, product, so they're kind of, you know. Shit out of luck, man. Mm-hmm. Well, fucked up. Well, that's fucking awesome, you know. And then especially you see so many people have these positive, rein- like, pos- I guess positive reinforcements or, like, uh, one of my, I, I still want to call it top three, but I, I have to debate top five now with Spider-Man, but Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. There's an Asian superhero out there who had a fucking blockbuster movie. And at a time where Asians need love more than anyone else. uh, That movie was really good. I really enjoyed it. I said right away it was top three and everyone's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, rewatch that shit. It was fantastic. It was amazing. It's got a really good balance between humor, um, callbacks, uh, everything. And it's got one of the best potential spinoff series that you can ever do. Because my personal favorite arcs in any anime any shows are where characters fight each other and you see their actual power levels fight mm-hmm. bro we got the 10 rings we can make <laughs> it a fight arena you were saying that about um doctor who and um wanda too doctor who and wanda yeah what doctor do strange but not doctor who <laughs> oh my god yes thank you like, wow let's talk, <laughs> talk about doctor who any time of the day <laughs> wrong excuse me <laughs> yes dr strange and wanda about how like if they really wanted to they could have beat like thanos like right there and then too because like she's super strong wanda with, in with the way they set up wanda she's more comic book wanda now and comic book wanda 
the way her character used to work is her powers were based on probabilities. Mm-hmm. So the probability of your head exploding instantaneously is zero. She can make it 100% if she wanted to. Or um, deck of cards being shuffled perfectly. Stuff like that. She, mm-hmm. she would be able to manipulate to be 100%, 50%, whatever she wanted to, is how I've interpreted it in, in the past. Um, and then Strange is just... Shit's gonna get weird. I'm really curious to see what they're gonna do with him because, (laughs) like, if you watch, like, what if? I don't know if you watched that series. Um, I saw a couple of episodes. Watching the new Spider-Man movie, which just came out on streaming. I watched it the other day again. I didn't know that. That's awesome. I'm passionate about that movie, but um, super good movie. Yeah, I'm curious to see what's actually gonna happen because there's some, like, even in the trailer, you see some clips of things, and I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) Yeah. I guess uh, we already did a Spider-Man one um, with a bunch of us here uh-huh. um, with Cruz. So there's already spoilers out on the podcast for it, but oh, okay. strange being strange mm-hmm. and strange starting to branch out and not be Sorcerer Supreme anymore. Shit's going to get wacky. Well, my theory, I was watching it again the other day and I, I feel like just like when I guess spoilers, right. And, and no Infinity War, I guess it was, when he basically tells Iron Man that, like, this has to happen. Yeah, he, he puts up one finger. I'm assuming maybe that's what happened in Spider-Man as well. Like, there's something else at play because he's, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch is, Chef's Kiss, a great actor, you know? So, <laughs> so I feel like there's more going on there. And like we were talking about, there's always more. There's always something else happening feel, in those movies. So we'll see. I feel like originally... I had read something that his contract was short, mm. but it, that was like the public one. And then his actual contract was like deep. Deep. Like he is going to be the new like Iron Man character setting shit up. Fantastic. Well, listen, I wasn't a big fan of the original uh, Doctor Strange movie. His accent was not it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't right, but he figured it out. I didn't oh. even notice that was a thing. Oh, it was so bad. That was why. Wa- it, <laughs> it took me <laughs> out of the movie Because he's an English actor, right? Yes, English. That's yeah. why. So he's he's putting on a strange accent. Well, I always say this. Whenever you're doing an accent, because I'm an accent professional, obviously, um, you have to pick a region. Because if you're just doing like a general American accent, like there's so many you're different accents even within the country. So he didn't have something specific. And that's what messed him up because he was pretending to just not sound English mm-hmm. when he didn't sound American. And there is not one way to sound American, so you have to pick. Now I'm going to go back from. and rewatch that movie so I can pay attention to yeah. that guy. The only other thing that I've noticed, like they've changed without saying anything in Marvel, was like the eyebrows of Thor. Like also, Wanda's blunt. accent. Oh, that is true. Yeah. They gave her a really, really Russian accent. Well, she was right? very mm-hmm. bad at it, too. And yeah. so they, instead of um, working on it, they were just like, she just cho- chose not to have the accent anymore, mm. which is fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Why not? Let's just, why? Why do something difficult when you can just make it easy? But, so what? I'm sorry. I interrupted you. What you were, you were saying? Eyebrows? <laughs> oh, they just changed his eyebrows from blonde to brown because they were originally like, blonde like his hair was oh we'll talk about like thor he's actually probably my favorite like not necessarily a rewrite but like the way they've developed that character mm-hmm. where if you watch like the first couple of movies he's like trying to be like strong thor and Red boy. now he's yeah. just funny like he's a funny insecure person who's learning to be a person instead of whatever version of a god his dad wanted him to be yeah it's like a what man you made it better 
Well, the fact that Thor goes through like mental illness mm-hmm. and like he gains all the weight and stuff. Well, I'm not going through mental illness, but he goes through a hard time. He's go- he was depressed. Like depressed and shit. Yeah. And they give him like a whole different character where his whole mm-hmm. character up to that point was a fucking god. Mm-hmm. Oh, at, you know what I loved in Endgame when he like finally like accepts everything and has his big cathartic moment and then he gets back his, what was it? Hammer. The hammer? Mjolnir? Yeah, and then he says, Mjolnir? Um, no, he didn't have Mjolnir. That was Captain America. Um, he had that hammer that they made with... Um, oh, the uh, Stormbreaker. Root. Stor- yeah, the, the axe, yeah. Yeah, and he says, you know, I'm worthy, but he didn't suddenly go back to being, like, fit Thor. He was still fat Thor. Yeah. He was just... He accepted, he accepted himself. himself. He accepted the fact that he went through a lot of really intense things, so understandably... Maybe you're a little traumatized. Maybe you're a little depressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's still worthy of being a god and, you know, being Thor. And I love that. I love that for him. Well, one thing, we're going to tie it back into rewatching and, and movies and genres and stuff like that soon. <laughs> but Marvel is coming out and saying that, you know, Moon Knight is the first character that's had melt- mental illness, like actually portrayed on like television mm-hmm. or whatever. Because Moon Knight has like multiple personalities and fights with himself or something like that. I don't know his character 100%. All I know is, from what I've been described, he's going to be like crazy Batman is what I've heard of him to be. Okay. Um, but they're saying that he's the only one and everyone's like, Thor was depressed as fuck. Like, Excuse our sink? Like, <laughs> so is that me? The sink is hungry. Just put the mic to my stuff. Is that me? You hear that? <laughs> Sorry. I'm ready for them tacos later. <laughs> me too. I'm excited Sitting for the tacos. Like, <laughs> yeah, you guys both looked around and like just pretend it's not there. Like if it wasn't me and it was one of you guys, I didn't want to embarrass you. <laughs> no, I would own up to it. I'm not shy about it. I don't think Zach is either. Nah. I don't know if I farted it's on the your podcast. your body. Like, Maybe I, I have that's to like one It's your body. It's your body. It's going to happen. Like, I Don't body shame people. No, nobody it's shame. natural Listen, you it's have natural juices in your body and sometimes they need to move around <laughs> exactly okay it's gonna happen don't shame it's like when i ask my patients did you poop today and they look at me like why are you asking me this i need to know i need to know i need to know that you pooped and how much and did what color like the consistency and the consistency and they're like i'm dead serious <laughs> it helps me you know, god bless you because no sometimes people <laughs> will tell me about like I was just telling you guys about like poo incidents, and I'm like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. No, I'm not the one. The thing is, everyone has something though, and they tell you that when you get in nursing school, mm-hmm. you're you're gonna have something you can't deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me tell you, it's very common because I was talking to my coworkers about it, and it's usually more than one. Yeah, there, there's like so it's normal. There's one or two really bad ones. You're just like, no, I can't do it. Or if you do it, you're gagging the whole way through it and stuff. It's just what it is. So yes. Thanks yeah. for that diversion. Any hooser. Everybody <laughs> has a body and your body has functions that are natural. <laughs> you got to fart. Fart. Don't hold it. It's uncomfortable. You're going to hurt yourself. If we're going to get philosophical today, isn't it weird <laughs> that like... Isn't it weird to exist in the world? Like, yeah. Is this a simulation? Like, genuinely, like, if you think about it, like, we're like one of the only creatures that understand our body and mind are separate, right? Or are they? I mean, how do you know? We won't know until we die. I just read this thing online that about that, about like, are we in a simulation? Are we like Sims? It's And they thought, like, they brought out the whole thing where it's like, when you walk into another room and you forget what you're doing, like, did somebody reset us? 
I saw like, I saw something like that a while back that was like, have you ever seen your neighbors bring in their groceries? And that messed me up for a little bit <laughs> until I saw one of my neighbors and I was like, did you know that now I'm on to you? So now you're adding. I yeah. Don't. Now they're adding it on there. because I don't something. believe we're in a simulation. <laughs> but we wouldn't know if we were. But could I have the autonomy to know that or make that decision for the myself? Really, the really I cool thing about the simulation theory is like if it's kind of like a Rick and Morty episode, but like if you invent something strong enough to create a simulation at that point you realize that you can also be in a simulation because something before you could have created you, which oh, like you created. The, the microverse episode. Well, the microverse <laughs> episode where like he made the battery or like the clone episode where they're like the octopi people were after them. And they're like, we have to take down this clone family. And, and then every clone family becomes another clone family and all the clone families have clones and they like go back and forth with each other. <laughs> yeah. Speak of like things I didn't actually watch, but know so much about it. I don't think I've, I've watched a few episodes now, but, like, my sisters are the ones that really like it. And I, just by being around, you know what? We talk about also sounds that we like. I've been saying since yesterday, my sister died in the spaghetti. <laughs> like, I just keep saying that over and over again. Oh, my sister died in the spaghetti. <laughs> that, they were robots or they were clones or something in that yeah. one. I think that's the same episode, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh, when they... Um, it's after they get divorced or something, or they s- decide to separate, and the kids are having like crises about crises about it, and so Rick takes them away, and Beth is like having fun with these clones, not knowing that they're not her real kids. <laughs> I need to watch sister died yeah, in the spaghetti. Oh, it is a different. Yeah, and he fluffs out and stuff. <laughs> that that whole show is weird. That show. Okay, to bring it that back. That reminds me of like Futurama. Kind of. Yeah. It's like sci-fi-ish. That's another one of those, like, dude bros ruined the fun for everyone. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Season one was, like, top-tier stuff. These characters all have different emotions and stuff like that. You've got Rick, who's, like, the grumpy grandpa who doesn't give a fuck about anything. He's just going through. And eventually it turns into, like, season two was good. And then season three went to season three. And they tried to make it a thing. Because originally they wanted it to be, like, episodic. Each episode's independent of its own, mm-hmm. but everyone loved that evil Morty's there. We want evil Morty. We want evil Morty storyline. But to have those storylines, you can't do as much episodic stuff as you want. So because they gave the fans what they wanted, which the fans were shitty fans because they were storming McDonald's for Szechuan sauce. Oh my gosh. Oh God. I um, so that. it became cringe to like Rick and Morty because at one point wearing a Rick and Morty t-shirt was like, yeah, dude, I like that t-shirt. And I have Rick and Morty shirts, right? Mm-hmm. But now you can get to like people who are like fucking wubba wubba dub dub, and they're like, like <laughs> it means screaming. something right it means something to yeah. wear a harry potter shirt it means something to wear a rick and morty shirt it means something to wear a star wars shirt so i'll, I'll say it like this scoop i, I watch certain anime mm-hmm. and i'm not always into it like it's it's a periodic thing right do you mess with fruits basket that's my question to you right now i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> That's I the apologize. only anime I ever got into. <laughs> or Trigun. I, no, I'm you're not. I know lady. nothing. So I started with I started with Death Note. And this all ties together. I, we'll bring it back together. I know that. <laughs> yeah, Death Note. Death Note was really, really good in 2008-ish. You know, mm-hmm. cool. I watched some Naruto. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what really hooked me was Hunter Hunter. Hunter x Hunter. And that's a super long, super long is kind of relative. But it's like 100 and some odd episode anime. 
and they have a manga, but it's kind of like power systems and stuff like that. But if you see someone wearing Hunter Hunter, like hoodie or a t-shirt. You're signaling a lot. They're cringe. Oh, okay. And it's it's just like, shit, man. Well, Like that, in what way? Like You just know that they're like, you know those anime yes. groups yes. at schools that are just like, you can watch anime, but if you're part of that group, you're kind of like mm-hmm. an anime kid kind of thing. Awkward. <laughs> Awkward. I, I, it's kind of stereotypical. I wonder what the anime boy to like insult pipeline is. Probably not that far, right? Not that long, not that much of a distance. <laughs> I don't think so, right? And like the anime girls who are there are kind of like a very specific type of person as well. The girls that are not about the girls. Yeah. <laughs> and that I cannot mess with a girl who's not about the girls. And if you... I'm trying not to be like and bashing people, but like they're weird. They're fucking weird, right? I, that's why I said awkward. They're they're fucking <laughs> weird. So like, if you know someone's wearing a hunter hunter, you're assuming they're one of those weird ones. Where like you can get away with rocking a full or bright orange Dragon Ball Z hoodie because you can be a bro. You can just be chill. You can be watching whatever. Dragon Ball Z is definitely bro anime. Oh, look at all mm-hmm. those muscles. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's so true. And we used to watch it back in like. On Cartoon Network, it would yeah. be Toonami. It would switch over. It would be DBZ screaming, oh, fighting, and Toonami. stuff. Toonami. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> D- Toonami bumpers. I, okay, I want to talk about this tangent once again. You know what our kids and, like, the generation after us are going to miss? TV bumpers, right? What's that? Exactly, right? You don't think about <laughs> it so you know, and then you're like, holy shit. Do you watch uh, Cartoon Network or do you have cable growing up? Because I know Alex didn't. Okay. No. So <laughs> I was nodding. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So Friday nights, they would do cartoon, cartoon Fridays mm-hmm. and they would have all the cast members interacting with each other and like doing different things and popping up off the screen and like introducing the next shows that would pop on mm-hmm. or hi, I'm Hillary Duff and you're watching the Disney channel. I see. Those are bumpers. So you have special events that come along with those bumpers. Mm-hmm. Toonami was special. Because Toonami had bumpers before every anime. Toonami's had bumpers to make it something. Adult Swim has bumpers to be, we're fucking Adult Swim. (laughs) Well, that kind of reminds me, we did have cable for like a brief moment when I was in high school. And I was like a young, young, like preteen. And they would have like, like the hosts of that evening's programming. So like after every show, you would pop back in and like these two like tweens were talking and, like, they're the cool people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of what it reminds me of. I was actually just thinking about that because since we're watching the Batman animated show, um, I remember watching that on Saturday morning cartoons. And I'm like, I if I want to watch this, I have to choose to watch this. Like, I haven't watched Seinfeld or a lot of the syndicated programming that I used to watch. Yes. Because I would have to choose to watch it. And then I have to choose what episode I want to watch because it's all streaming, but I have to choose it. I don't want to choose anything. If <laughs> genuinely, because uh, I, I had this thought too, because my family, they watch the TVs, right? They watch the cable TVs. And genuinely, if, if streaming companies could line it up where you have different options, where you can just go, I want to watch Seinfeld. And you click a Seinfeld button and it plays a random episode and plays another random episode after, and it doesn't do it episodically, you would kill cable TV. Because that is the generation who just wants to and just have something. Oh, I don't want to watch this. I'll switch the channel. 
Like my Hollywood? dad is fucking famous for oh that shit. Oh my god! He will flip between three shows and watch it's, all three at the same time. It's irritating. Like I love him and Wait, everything, but people still do this. hundred percent. Oh my god! If, if streaming companies would do this, cable TV would be dead. That's and they have to have actual that. sports streaming because sports streaming on Hulu. I can't isn't keep what up it with it. I'm just like, yeah, it, it, too much. It, it is nutty, but that's that's what they need to do. And if you have the bumpers between it, I think that would bridge the gap between our generation and the next generation because the next generation's already used to watching all episodes of Peppa Pig back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Did you see that thing that kids were like having a little English accent because yes. they watched Peppa Pig? Yes. <laughs> I always think of, of our little cousins because they would, whenever I would babysit I know them, exactly. Yep. I would have to watch Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. And I would be like, please, like, there's so many fun things. Anything we have else? access to anything. Anything. And only Peppa Pig. That's right. Can I be controversial yet brave? Sure. And say that I hate Peppa Pig? <laughs> I don't think it's that bad to say. I don't enjoy it either. It's like not the level of like Caillou hate that I was just going to mention. Oh that. my yeah. God. Caillou hate is strong. Christina grew up with that and I can, that and Curious George, I can't. I'm sorry. I can mess with Curious George, but Angie like for a brief minute was trying to watch Caillou and I was like, no. Dude, I know the whole freaking song they if did, you guys are interested. They did psychology <laughs> research. <laughs> they did psychology research because Caillou made your kid act like a little shit. He's a little brat. He's a little brat. But the, the reason behind it was Caillou was supposed to be a younger child. He wasn't supposed to be like a fourth fi- four or five-year-old. He was supposed to be like three. He was supposed to throw temper tantrums. That's how his character was made. But they said if you want it on air, you have to age him up a little bit. So they aged him up but kept the same toddler mentality. What I want to know is who created Ty- uh, Caillou and why and for what reason? It was it was based on like an old book series, kind of like purpose? Curious George was. Well, I mean, like, I cannot talk to you about like Cartoon Network or any like rich people cartoons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't talk to you about Arthur. Oh, yeah. and it just ended. I, I need to watch all too. the episodes that I missed, though. Well, it was interesting because they they did it where so they sad. didn't they wouldn't redo full seasons. Mm-hmm. They would do a couple episodes to make it like modern, mm-hmm. and they would go forward. Like Ratburn got married and he was gay. Mm-hmm. That was Ratburn. a big thing. Yeah. Remember that episode where um, DW thought he lived at school and then he went to stay with them because <laughs> his roof was like messed up or something? Didn't they think he was a vampire? Yeah, they did. Yeah, that was that episode. <laughs> yeah. See, I never thought about My that. My dude loved oh, cake. damn it. You know what's going to be stuck in our heads for the next 80 years? What? Jekyll, Jekyll, Hyde. I was about to say. Uh, I was about Jekyll. to say. Yeah. The Jekyll Arthur Hyde, TikTok Jekyll just posted the song on oh, their no. TikTok, so <laughs> I did go off. I, I always get um, the library card stuff. Yeah. Songs stuck in my head. That one's a good one too. That's from the same episode. Mm-hmm. The, the musical yeah. episode. The musical episode. We got the I want some ice cream. Chocolate would be good. Food that tastes just like it should. <laughs> Do you want me to recite <laughs> the whole song to you? Please. I could. Uh, but I won't. <laughs> and I'm gonna put my foot. And that's down for down another down. episode. Yeah. <laughs> that's for the um companion podcast. Denise recites old songs from I think that'd PBS. be fun to do. That's actually an idea. Arthur Doing a companion, do a, a side podcast or something, like a little extra kind of mm-hmm. thing for, for a Patreon or something. That's nostalgic. Oh, I miss Arthur. Th- those are my two modes. I'll like, talk to you about childhood television and home, or murder. Watch Arthur after school. Murder. Murder. <laughs> so, I'm gonna guess that when you got a little older, you were watching like The Simpsons and like Malcolm in the Middle with Seinfeld mixed in. Yeah. Because. We would watch that too. Obviously, it wouldn't be our only choice, but it would always be like four four thirty to five, five to five thirty was always 
either Seinfeld or Malcolm in the Middle, depending on how late you went with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they switched it to like TMZ at one point, and I was pretty disappointed. That was like yeah. that like after school, yes. right before dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the exact time frame. Oh, it was. That's why I know. It was 4 to 4.30, mm-hmm. 4.30 to 5, 5 to 5.30. Yeah. And then we would hop over real quick to Telemundo and watch some Primer Impacto yeah. or watch the news. And then about 6 o'clock. Yeah. 6 o'clock oh. is all the telenovelas start. See, I didn't know that. Girl, they used to slap. 6 or 7, so 7, 8, 8 and 9. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my most fondest ones, and you're going to be like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I still about, don't know. I'm going to meet my mic and drink some water. Um, El Manantial. Yes, I was gonna, that was going to be my another one. <laughs> I never remember the name of it, but it's the one that had the Juanes song, the Fotografias, where the girl had open heart surgery and she had like a veil on in the intro. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh my God. But she was like, I'm the most beautiful person in the world, but I have an open heart surgery scar on my chest. So therefore I'm hideous. I might as well go live in a tower in France. It's a little dramatic, but novellas had to be dramatic. Oh, I mean, come on. Let me tell you. (laughs) Drama. (laughs) I recently made my... (laughs) Um, my sister-in-law Jenna watch um a show on it's on Netflix and now I'm blanking out on the name that it was it's oh um who killed Sarah oh talk to my dad about that oh he's my god she's that. obsessed she's like how could they do this to me how are they not gonna talk my dad has like a group <laughs> of friends that he um they have like a group chat and they'll just talk to each other about that show every time a new season comes out it's it's really good but like they just you know leave you with like cliffhanger after cliffhanger. That's a good way to keep you coming back, though. And then she's like, is this how all telenovelas are? I'm like, girl, they've been going on for years. (laughs) Like, truly. And then, like, bringing back old Mm storylines. Granny used to watch Times of Our Lives. Or Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives, lives. yeah. Yeah, Gabby liked the show called Passions. It was, uh, like, er, like, uh, early, mid-2000s soap opera. Um, Days of Our Lives, All My Children. I couldn't get into those. All I know is All My Children from going? Futurama. <laughs> yeah, I never watched like the Days of Our Lives. Yeah, the ones in English children. just weren't it. It's not the same. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I know I watched a couple with you and just the, the whole speaking behind your back to <laughs> make it <laughs> dramatic. monologuing. Yeah. I think that would be a really great way to learn Spanish. And I would love love that for you because then you would just be like monologuing in Spanish. (laughs) Just talking about like your day. That was like our intention of why I was making him watch all these telenovelas That was a long time ago. But then we stopped. Yeah. I've been doing. And he would just be like. You just imagine Zach being like, Zorra. (laughs) Por qué? Yo te dije que no hablas. Déjalo igualada. And he's like talking to the like insults in Spanish are freaking phenomenal. I know one insult. Share it. Oh man, let us have it. Uh, it's eat shit, and I don't know if I'm gonna say it right. Come me mierda, yeah. <laughs> Where did you learn that one? <laughs> Who do you think I learned that one from? It wasn't from me. Oh, I thought you were gonna say come caca, and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> come caca. No. Wow. Uh, I've been learning. I've been like, my skills, like, I said it on the podcast before, so I'll briefly touch over it. I, I kind of want to do like a um, a system. You know, like people have like self help books and like systems and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel that a lot of people can benefit off of like a video game system of like, mm. there's a concept of like, 
you only have so many skill points and you're fucked. Like you re- you can't respec. You've you wasted your time. It. Yeah. Okay. So like it would be you have as much time as you want. Like if you want to invest more time in podcasting, just do more podcasts or like whatever. Right. I've been like separating and choosing what I've been doing because I like I've, I've purchased a keyboard. Um. So I've like a musical keyboard. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a piano keyboard. So nice. I've been I've been playing piano because I want to learn like mm-hmm. atmosphere. Um, I do too, but I, I haven't been on it. I purchased a drone, um, and the drone is interesting because it's photography, and I feel like I'm doing some pretty good photography stuff. But if I tie that in with the podcast, technically it could be for for profiteering, which means that I have to be licensed to do it. So I haven't really been interlinking those two. To use the drone, technically. So if I fly the drone for fun, mm-hmm. it's a recreational user. I don't need a Part 107 license. If I do it for business purposes, even if it's like, if it can be conceived as a business purpose, it can be conceived where I can get a $10,000 fine, I think is what it is. How about this? Every week, you update us on your hobbies, and one of your hobbies happens to be drone photography? Is that how you would phrase it? Let me tell you, I'm going to put you on blast, because your photography of landscapes and everything has been really good. But how come every time I ask you to take you pictures of me, they're horrible? I, I was about to be pictures. like, are you going to trash his landscape <laughs> photography? I, I thought no. she was too. I was really disappointed. No. Was, if you could see, I was just sitting here like with my water bottle in the air. Like, Adorable. Like, look at that. Dude. <laughs> if you guys could see. I, that's, love, I love you. And the thing is, you have the height, so you can like go in any direction, really. Adorable. That's you. Alex is this big, you know. She's not a very large person. Like, I'm not even paying attention. What is that? That's not okay. I love her. Do you? She's my favorite. <laughs> you don't do me right. Hmm. Um, See? See what I mean? But, but the camera's really nice. I really enjoy it. But again, tying it together, I don't want to have the possibility of being on the FAA watch list. Everybody, so, so. FBI agents listening, Zach loves his uh, hobby yeah. of droning, drones. Droning? Flying drones. <laughs> Dro- it is uh, all the activity for fun. of drones. I feel like saying droning can be like some nefarious like you're droning on and on that you don't know what it means, and then we've all just been saying droning. You're creating drones in the garage. People do that. I don't have enough space. for Oh, I'm thinking like C3PO. Oh, like. But okay. Star Wars drones, yeah. Not the drone. Yeah. Yeah, these are not the drones. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> these are not the correct drones. <laughs> Uh, that's not the correct That's quote. not the line at all. <laughs> Do you know the line? No. Oh. Oh, wait. These oh, that just went right over. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. No, no, no. That just went over Bye. my head. That's not. But yeah, I, I've been dedicating a lot of time to different skills, I would say. And uh, I don't know why I mentioned it, but like piano, flying drones, podcasting, uh, fixing that sink. <laughs> um, that's my tummy. <laughs> Fixing my tummy. Um, um, well, that sounds really yeah, great because I off. think we were having this uh, conversation earlier about um, separating your hobbies and the thing you do for work so that you can live because mm. blah, blah, blah. We can go into the whole tangent, but you, we, we don't have the, the privilege of not being able to work to live. Yeah. But that doesn't yeah. mean that the work that you do has to define what you do when somebody asks you what you do it doesn't have to your answer doesn't have to be what you do for work some people's work and their career is really important to them and that's great and other people just work 
so they could pay the bills and they can do the things they like to do. That's actually a big difference between like America and like Europe. Mm -hmm. It's like, what do you do? Um, in Europe, they say what their hobbies are. In America, you say what your job is. Mm-hmm. So, like, if someone asked you on the street, Alex, that's what interesting. you do, you're, oh, I'm a nurse. Yeah, that that's would a, be my answer. But I think there's a big difference from, like, you know, being a nurse, which is, I think, of course, one of the most noble professions that you can be, and yeah. I mean that genuinely, um, versus, like, you know, I, I work at a grocery store, which, again, some people, that could be their dream job, and that's great, but... I go to the grocery store and I work there and I trade my labor for money and that's the deal. Yeah. But that's not my, that's not what I, that's not my passion. That's not what I'm trying to do all day. I think I've had a hard time separating that too, because at some point your passion has to be something. And and here's a condescending statement too. I feel that your passion could be something that you can potentially live off of Mm -hmm. no matter how hard it would be. I feel that you should have some ability of doing it in, in, in today's climates. Um, especially with social media being the way it is. I posted a reel, and I talked about it in the last one with Jenna, but I posted a reel saying, you know, I want to spread kindness in the world. This is, you know, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Be kind to people. It's got 1,300 views. My whole page is 500, or 500, I wish, 50 followers, mm-hmm. right? So the fact that I can get that many more people to look if it's on a reel, well, who's to say I can't get good at piano start doing piano TikToks yeah. and then turn that into something or give lessons Your or do TikToks something. Your TikToks can be watch me learn piano. Exactly. Yeah. So you can do a, a number of different things now where your passion could be something you can do. And I, I don't feel a lot of people understand that completely yet. Yeah. Whereas, oh shit, I have to go work for this company that hates me. I have I to be a number in this machine. I a space for... I think monetizing your passion sounds really like icky, but yeah. if you are willing to do so, if it if you can if that's okay with you and it like doesn't hurt your soul, mm-hmm. go for it. Right, you should you should follow whatever passion you can. Right. Well, unfortunately, being realistic in the world, I mean, like I have to pay rent and I have to feed myself and my family or whoever I'm responsible for, whether it's your cat <laughs> or another person, um, but. Yeah, for example, like the business that my sister Gabby and I have, we, um, for a long time, I fought it because I really dislike the idea of monetizing something that I find to be therapeutic, monetizing something that I find to be um, artistic or special. And for a long time, just the things that I would create were an act of me expressing my creativity and putting some time into something that was or someone else, or for myself. Mm-hmm. And every time that I would make something, people would be like, oh, you should sell this. Or I'm sure you, you can make a business out of this. Right. Which I know comes from a good place, but it's, again, a capitalist mentality. We're monetizing everything. Where if I have monetized it, and it's something that I enjoy, but I don't, I like I struggle with the pressure of, is this something that I, I need to constantly be creating something? I have to keep up with everybody else. Like we have our own separate Instagram and I actually don't really go on there unless I'm posting something or I'll go on there maybe once once a day or a couple times a week. But if I'm on there all the time, I'm seeing the constant output. This person's doing that. They, these people are already planning Mother's Day products. These people yeah, have Halloween wild. things going on. And I'm like, I made a thing. And if you would like it, I'm happy for you to have it. But also, I made it, and so I, I would very much like for it to go somewhere 
to someone who's going to appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And that mentality is not always, it's not always reciprocated and it's not always appreciated. Um, And you have to really find what works for you because I'm not going to be creating things just for it to end up in a landfill. Yeah. Um, I'm creating something because I feel it's of substance. And it's not to be like, oh, the things I'm creating are better than other things. It's more so that what am I creating and putting out into the world? Like you said, if you want to create and put out kindness into the world, Mm -hmm. how are you doing that? Exactly. And if that's something that's like your passion, whether it's through your podcasting, whether it's through any business ventures you want to do, if that's your goal, what does that look like in reality? But it doesn't necessarily have to be for the sake of making money off of it or for the sake of saying that you did it. Yeah. I could agree with that too, because um, there have definitely been some reality checks, especially with me going to school this semester. Mm -hmm. Thank you wife for allowing me to go to school this semester. I love you. (laughs) I don't, I'm not allowing you. (laughs) Thanks. thanks. Well, you know what I mean? And I haven't said exactly what I'm going to school for. I, I said the business classes and stuff like that, but there's someone else in the class who wants to, have a business Mm -hmm. and one of the big things was he wants to be extremely environmentally friendly Mm -hmm. and the people who are kind of collaborating after class are kind of saying like oh we're all about it but there's some resistance in saying that it wouldn't be worth it right away to invest in solar panels and this stuff well it doesn't matter if it would be worth it a hundred percent because when you look at it if that's what i want my company to be that's what i want the company to be Um, and that raises the point too are you willing to sacrifice some of your passion mm-hmm. to make money to make that passion something later on? Yeah. And another point that's really hit home for me has been, what is the thing that someone told you to stop doing when you were a little kid mm-hmm. because you wouldn't make money doing it? It wasn't worth your time. Mm-hmm. You can now monetize that if you want, or you can just do it to have fun with it. It's again, however far you want to take it. Because I know me personally, and I do want to talk about your business a little more because I think it's awesome. But, you know, uh, let's say I knit, mm-hmm. right? And I knit, I knit, I knit. This whole table, one blanket, which blankets take a long-ass fucking time. No one ever expects that blanket to take a long-ass fucking time. But I make a whole blanket, and someone's like, I'll give you 20 bucks for it. That hurts your soul. Yep. I just poured my love, sweat, and tears in it. But if the market value is only 20 bucks, why did I do this? you like doing it right so you either have to explain that it's worth more time more money because your extra stuff you put in there or you undercut yourself because that's what people say you're worth like it you have to be able to take some some hits however it may be if you want something to work right your time your money your emotions something about you has to break before something works and uh for me, man, like I didn't post on the podcast for two weeks. I was feeling down, but guess what? Now I'm here and I feel like I've had this episode's going fantastic. We're back, bitches. Yeah, we're back. And I Can feel I like say we're having like a really good time. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is really fun. It's really fun. And I really <laughs> enjoy it. And this is one of the reasons like back in the day, if you told me that I would have been able to run a podcast, which wasn't a thing at the time, or like just talk to the people I love and have something come of it, it'd be awesome. Yeah. And that's just I think what you're describing is values, right? Like, what are your values? What are, what are your, what would you say is your intention? But intention can sometimes be like a really woo-woo word. 
So I, I always like to really think of it as values and what to you is important, your integrity. So if to to you, the, the goal is to create an environmentally conscious company, mm-hmm. that is the goal. Right. And so what are we doing to work towards that goal? If your goal is to make lots and lots of money, a lot of things can fall to the side. Really quickly. Mm. You're, You're um, going to start building rockets and sending stuff to space. There's a name for it, but there's like a, a triangle of, um, it's like a hierarchy of that, something like that. I can't remember the exact name. But it's like in Spanish, there's this saying that said like no puedes no lo puedes tener bonito barato y uh, what is it bonito barato y bueno bonito y barato yeah like it can't be of good quality for low price and then what's the other translation quick isn't it bueno bueno good good mm-hmm. quality bonito like pretty good quality barato cheap cheap cheap. Like, you have to pick two. You can't have all three. Yeah, that, that's something I've heard of, too. Yeah. That wasn't a great analogy, but if I could remember it correctly, it would hit real good. But essentially, do you want it to be really cheap and really good? Do you want it to be really good in terms of, like, the appearance and great quality? Or And if so, it might not be cheap. You know, like, they kind of work yeah. in together. Choose two of the three. And, and like you're saying, if you put in all this effort into a blanket and your time, your labor, your skill, which people always forget about your yes, skill, skill. Mm-hmm. your effort, and, of course, the materials, this blanket might cost $500. Right. And you have every right to go to Target and buy a $30 blanket. Go for it. Yeah. Live your dream. But if you have $500 and you find worth in my effort this is for you you can have it and that's a very difficult place to live in because if this is your livelihood there might be a difference between pricing this at a hundred dollars and somebody will buy it mm-hmm. or sticking to your guns and saying no my effort and my worth is this. i'll leave this here until someone realizes what it's worth and yeah. that's not something i ever take for granted not something that i am not very highly aware of and when you're in a position where your income and your livelihood comes from somewhere else, Mm -hmm. then you can make those choices. Because, yeah, I'll have this sit on the shelf for three months until the right person comes and buys it. Yeah. That's 100% it. And we're just kind of put in that situation. That kind of sucks. Yeah. You have to choose if your passion is going to be a side gig or a hobby or how are you going to take it and everything like that. Like, um, I used to work with a girl. Uh, I haven't really said where I worked or previous or whatever, so I'm just going to leave it that way for now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it enough time to where I can talk shit if I want to talk shit. <laughs> give yourself a little distance. Yeah, give myself a little room away from the business. But I, I used to work with a girl at my previous job, and she was an artist. Mm-hmm. And she loved doing it. And I was straight up, I'm like, look, you don't have to work here. You can straight up do art, do commissions. If you feel you have the time between your art school and this, the problem is you're probably going to have to draw furries. If you want to make the money and you want to make it quick, you have to sacrifice your values and draw furries. You know what that is? No. It's just... (laughs) You laugh, so you definitely So I'm laughing because, like, as you in the room know, my younger sister, Angie, I love it. She always put no non-safe from work, no furries. Um, (laughs) And that's, like, a big thing for illustrators who create that kind of work, who... Unfortunately, the people who have money and are willing to throw it out are kind of freaky. (laughs) And no shame to them. Be freaky. Also, love you for supporting artists. Congrats <laughs> to you. But also, you're freaky. <laughs> it's like people, and it's not always like sexually motivated, but it's people who have like Typically. a kink for like 
uh, like furries, like a plush animals and characters. So what they'll do is they'll say, my oh. my personality that isn't me is a fox. So my... Oh, girl, I didn't know all that. Yeah, okay. yeah. It, it's pretty interesting. Cool. Medical, right? <laughs> what are we getting into? Yeah. So it's a thing like I spiritually... You've seen the fucking vine. I spiritually identify in all values except for physical as a wolf. You haven't seen that video? Oh. You've, I, when he barks. I know. Sunset, goes, yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. And it's a very specific style of art. Yeah. I've I've learned a little bit about it because I, I really love like artist YouTube. But yeah, girl, it's, it's freaky. And yeah. again, they will no shame. It, but they'll be like, hey, I didn't know that I'll this. give you a thousand bucks to draw this exact scene that I want. And you're like, well, I can finish that in like three hours. But like, I'm drawing this like i just love to watch like i love to draw sceneries like i love to draw landscapes but somebody's offering you yeah um and for some people that works because that is a pretty like common artist trade-off of like i'm gonna make really popular things that pay me money but then i have my actual passion projects or the things that i feel very motivated to do which me doing this other work pays for me to be able to do this fun thing or this thing that Mm. really like so tell me why like what comes to mind is like in the Titanic, when like, like <laughs> draw me like a French girl, um, not necessarily, but yeah. So you're an artist, and it's kind of like when you're—I don't know—whenever you're on a boardwalk, but you're in a touristy place, and you see people doing like caricatures. Yeah, yeah, okay. They probably don't like doing caricatures. That might not be like their that, passion, but, but that pays. Money. Gotcha, and people gotcha. will pay okay. for that. That's definitely so a better. Analogy. I think artists are the best way to describe it because you can draw whatever you want. But if you love drawing landscapes and you love drawing nature scenes and someone comes up like, hey, two grand if you draw this, are you going to draw that? You know, and depending what that is, the people who pay that money typically want things that are not safe for work. They're like, they go like spicy. Spicy, yeah. Well, I mean, I think for real and for real, why is this fox in a spicy situation? I don't like it. Um, Well, there's also like people always say like, if this doesn't work out, I'll sell pictures of my feet. Oh, Have you heard yeah. That? Like, I've definitely said that. I'm not even going to lie. I, I, I want to state this as a challenge. I think, Alex, if you would allow, I think it would be a funny bit, and I have to commit to the bit, if I try to sell feet pics online and see if I can make cash doing it. I, I think that would be a hilarious YouTube bit, and that would be, like that would blow up the I, channel. I'm down because I would love to see if we would actually make money. Yeah, I want to see. I mean, I just want you to get that money. Get that money, honey. Loki, I'll, I'll let you take pictures of my feet. Girl, do oh, no, pay no. to my like have you get pedicures. Like, mm-hmm. they'll pay you to yeah. go get your feet right. I've the, heard, yeah. The funny thing is, it would be me doing this. Some people like big feet. That's what I'm saying. There is no gender or, like, specificity to freaky feet people. Again, no shame to you if yeah, you're, like, you listening your to thing. this and you're, like, I'm all about them feet. If you're interested, I'm I got a size five and a half. <laughs> Nice chubby toes. Once again, because these people are out here paying <laughs> yeah. the money. So, like, they get a lot of flack, right? But, like, well, are you paying people? 100%. Are you paying artists? Are you paying illustrators? Like, upwards of hundreds of dollars? I don't think so. And I love that this came from, like, doing what you're passionate about. <laughs> but I, I want to say, again, you see these posts where, like, EMT loses her job because she posts on OnlyFans as a mm-hmm. second job. She's probably making more money on OnlyFans than she was as an EMT. Bro, I've seen, like, how much people make off of that. Well, depending. Personally, it's not for me. You know, I wouldn't be able to do that. But I think Do we want to have a conversation about decriminalizing sex work? Sure, I can have it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. See, 
I, I'm all about that life. I feel the first episode Jenna was on here, we were talking about uh, Lana the Plug and Lana. how she's only fangirl. Okay. She's one of the ones who started she's the original. A, she's like, a porn star too, or was. I think she did some stuff, but she, she was one of the original ones who started like the Snapchat private stories where like to follow this account, you had to quick pay me 10 bucks a month oh. kind of a thing. So she was one of the original and then OnlyFans popped up where OnlyFans was supposed to be like, support your favorite baker support your favorite Point this star. and then you can because directly they made message more money them. off of that because i mean they're yeah. skipping the middleman off of just like going through like and if, if you look at it like um pornhub gotten a lot of flack because they had a lot of videos that were like <sighs> shadily acquired like they would fly girl i don't know like exactly. revenge videos and stuff like that things. and they would also like fly these girls out and say you're doing these scenes or you're not going home because we know you don't have any money sex trafficking Yes, and they, they took all those videos off, and they they've did it, but the girls who were in the actual videos didn't get reparations? No. Uh, fuck. I paid. know what you... Didn't what, get what, paid. What, 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 do, get what do artists get? Restitution? No. no. What do artists get when they <laughs> license out their music? What other R words are there? <laughs> <laughs> what? Reimbursed. No, shit. Uh, let's see. Uh, rein- I know what you're trying to say, but I don't. Yeah. I can't rein- like think of not a word. Reimbursed? That's not the word. Like, it's like a passive income form, or like you get it royalties. Okay, I was uh, gonna say that's um, not. I thought you like you were like you know you get paid for like damages that you've been like. Yeah, that's why I said reparations first. I'm like that doesn't make sense. That's royalties. That's why I said restitution. Isn't that? I thought yeah. you were gonna say a stipend. stipend. A stipend. What? One of my most hated words. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, these girls didn't get. Royalties. Okay. Whereas OnlyFans gives them the opinion and the option to um, provide the girlfriend experience for a very certain type of individual who have money and wish to message them directly and get personalized videos and stuff. Um, man, if I were a woman and I was single, fuck yeah. You could do it now. I mean, we're married. I mean, I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> you were two people who are in the position to choose whatever you want for yourselves. That's true. Um, it's down to I mean, choice. It's down to autonomy. It's down to being able to um, to not be exploited by others. And it's a way to use not currency, but just something that you have. Like you have this good yeah. that other people want and are willing to pay for it. And if it were to be decriminalized, if it were to be done in a safe way, right? why not? Every like. The only thing that you're doing by taking away those options is by is making it unsafe for people because yeah. it's been going on for centuries and it's going to keep going on for centuries. And you criminalize the people who are doing it, but you don't criminalize the people who are paying for it. Yeah, that's the issue. And mm-hmm. also, it creates the very dangerous world of the black market, which again, so sex mm-hmm. trafficking and human trafficking in general, because there is a need that now, because it is illegal, cannot be fulfilled, and therefore you're putting people women at danger so like i said be a freak live your life do what you want do what you want but do it consensually i think it's already it's it's legal in, in nevada for prostitution right i don't know if it's nevada so as a there whole is or like um las vegas specifically. in nevada there is like the bunny ranch where you have to have a certain license and you have to work in very specific yes. I places the, the i saw chicken that chicken ranch <laughs> um, I learned about that in my sociology class. There was there was a YouTuber who heard who did. You're gonna hate this YouTuber. 
Um, so even me mentioning his name may trigger, honestly. I don't think I know. Danny mm-hmm. Mullen? Mm-mm. Okay. He, Danny Mullen got in some heat on TikTok because he's he said fat women were useless or something like trash. that. Yeah, yeah. He, he's an mm-hmm. asshole. Um, but he filmed a video of him at like the chicken ranch or whatever, and he had sex with a prostitute on the video. Not mm-hmm. on the video, but he recorded everything about the video. Sex worker. Sex worker, yeah. <laughs> yes. But yes. I say that specifically because he That's the language he's an asshole use. to get like views like that kind of a thing. Yeah, and, and people does, like, will watch it. And pushes the envelope because, mm-hmm. yeah, people watch it. That's mm-hmm. how I started watching it. But, like, yeah, I heard hell? that, like, they do, they have to, like, go to the police station, get, like, a license for it. Then they have, like, tested STDs and everything. And it's, like, I think they do it, like, every week or something like that when they get. They uh, like, they from what I remember, like, the model isn't that great in terms of that. Like, you can think of, like, Amsterdam. That actually is maybe a better. And I don't know. I don't know, like, all the interest, interest, intricate parts of that business but i do know that they have it decriminalized which is a different thing than it not than it being legal so being legal and being decriminalized oh it's like different when uh cannabis was going to be legalized Mm -hmm. in illinois they just decriminalized the shit out of it so if you got arrested for it before it became legalized after they knew it was going to it was a slap on the wrist like a 25 dollar fine or some shit future zach here again this is where the episode stops uh I don't have the theme music on this computer since my hard drive incident, or solid-state drive incident, so I will have to make this a whimsical exit. Um, I've got a couple shout-outs. Cositas, al al punto, uh, is the business that Denise talks about either in this episode or the next. It's her cross-stitching business that she has running with her sister, Gabby. Um, So that's a thing. And then when we talk about the art commissions and stuff like that on Instagram, uh, that is also her younger sister. Well, it is her younger sister. Um, art of a Lonely Potato, which I will post below. Her commissions are currently up. Um, she always has something stated if she's doing commission work or not. But remember, no non-safe for work and no furries. Uh, keep that in mind. I don't know if I have a furry following or not. I don't think I do. Besides that, super fun to record. Super fun everything. Um, I'm going more social medial what social media <laughs> deep um so go ahead and follow the zach pack podcast instagram uh youtube stuff's gonna be popping up soon i'm gonna start live streaming again soon uh, i may actually record some episodes of zach pack live in the future uh to see how we can get with uh interactions and stuff like that so part one is ending next week be sure to tune in uh, we actually talked about Pride and Prejudice for a good chunk, which is the whole reason we got Denise to even show up, uh, which is funny. Uh, it's like we bait and switched her, <laughs> but it worked out. So thanks for tuning in. Again, love you guys. I uh, love podcasting, and I love the people on the podcast. So again, thanks for tuning in. You have a wonderful rest of your week, or if you're on the Zach Pack socials. Until the next time you hear from me, I'll catch you guys later.